Usually, you get the Mickey Mutineers podcast where we talk everything Disney, but sometimes... You get the Mutineer Disaster Hour where we talk everything else. It's like Duck Duck Goose, the shitty podcast. That always goes just one beat longer than I expect. <laughs> like, oh shit, it froze. No, shit, we're live. We're live. <laughs> <laughs> just duck out. <laughs> uh, everything's fine here. We're all good. How are you? I'm good. Whoa, 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 Jordan, don't feed that after midnight. Or before midnight? No, it's only it's only nine oh four over here. Uh, it's after midnight somewhere. Jimmy Buffett wrote a song about it. I, I know this. Was it part of the JBCU? Oh, it was absolutely part of the JBCU. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful if you say JBCU three times, Ryan shows up. JBCU? <laughs> yeah, if you say JBC, oh no, <laughs> J JBCU. <laughs> well, okay. no ryan okay. oh shit all right i i, I think we <laughs> we shot our <laughs> we shot our ryan wad last week try saying shot our ryan wad that's hard shot our ryan that should be the title of this disaster hour we shot our ryan <laughs> and write that down he's not even he's not even here to defend himself that's his fault not ours yeah, it is. <laughs> Welcome to the Mutineer Gas Lighting Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's not our problem, it's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's not us, it's definitely you. <laughs> mm. uh, Jordan, hi. I haven't seen you for like hi. a while. Wow, when you yeah, do that, it was very forced perspective. Like, lean a little away from him. Like, yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. I, I think <laughs> I had that post. <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I can never point the right way. There we go. We, we got Oh, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I, I don't put us in the thumbnails anymore. Man, I'm sure we'll get into it in a minute, but... uh the people who are listening to the audio version of the podcast I have a tyrannosaurus rex toy from the <laughs> jurassic park line and uh i don't know why i bought it well i know why i bought it we'll probably get into why i bought it in a little bit but uh it's really cool and i haven't been able to stop messing around with it in for like two days <laughs> hey jordan don't play with that you'll go blind you shut up man <laughs> I, I was also wondering how long it would take for one of us to mention that there was, in fact, a T-Rex like next to you that you were playing with. Because we went for a good two and a half minutes there with not saying what was happening. And again, this is kind of the audio listener's fault. You could be watching this live or on YouTube. Yeah. Gaslighting hour. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucked up? Not us. No, no, we're here. We're here. I saw it. I could see it. Jordan has it. It's fantastic. It's here. Yeah. I kind of want one. By kind of want one, I you mean should. I really 
You should get one. You should get a Target and get it for the $5 off I told you about. <laughs> you should also sign up for a Target card. They're free. What's happening? Do you work for Target? You said you wouldn't work in retail again. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I feel like every time you say Target, 25 cents gets deposited right into your account. Listen, I can't help it if Target has great deals and Target has a very good shopping app. And Target has a fantastic debit card that you can link to your own debit card free of charge. And guess what, Jake? At Target, when you use your Target card, you can save 5% for all of your purchases. <laughs> and on. if you go to the Target website and order from the Target website, it's free shipping when you are order from the Target website with your Target card. <laughs> What's the Target website? www.target.gov. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, hold up. Wait. Dot com. Com. Fuck. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Fuck. Got it. HTTP backslash backslash colon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Remember back in the day we actually had to type that in? Yep. That was those were weird times. I know. It was the internet dark ages. <laughs> Back when we all were experts on HTML coding because of MySpace. Mm-hmm. And nobody can remember how to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I waited to be honest. Do it, and then I would just say, Oh, put that on my page. <laughs> yeah, I just went to a website that did it for you. Like you just kind of got the layout and space. We should bring back MySpace. Shit. I think they tried to bring back MySpace. Didn't Justin Timberlake purchase like a like a, a stake in MySpace at some point? I think so. I'm gonna look this 2010s. Up. I mean it's still around. Man, I don't even remember my MySpace login. Do you think do you think it's still there? Do you think like after years of inactivity they just go, nah? <laughs> Probably. I'm gonna Google my MySpace, uh, my MySpace page real quick and see if I, it comes up. <laughs> Were you Jordan Gasly back then? No, but I think I was just me on MySpace. Oh, okay. Google me on MySpace. Got it. Yeah. While you're doing that, Jordan, I went somewhere. Where'd you go? Target. Wow. Did you get a Target card when you went to Target? No, I got toothbrushes from Target. Oh, well, that's less impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I kind of killed the Target vibe there. You did. But look, oral hygiene is pretty key, though. It's like Target gift, no, Target debit card, oral hygiene at this level. Uh-huh. And the number three is like spaghetti. And you have to guess what the title of this list is. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by uh, MySpace. They wouldn't let me in. It said it was restricted. <laughs> they wouldn't, it's like a club now. Sorry, man. You can't come in. <laughs> <laughs> Not without a lady. They, they put some kind of false exclusivity on it so it would draw people back to MySpace. <laughs> huh. No, I want to look. No, I'll look later. Anyway, no, Jordan, I went to I, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago now. Uh, I, I took a brief California trip. Uh huh. And I went to some theme parks and some uh, other places. And I, I, like I actually did. 
I did go to Target. This is not a lie. And I did buy toothbrushes. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I've, did, I've been nothing but accurate. <laughs> no, so a couple of weeks ago, me, uh, it was me and my two kids. Took a little weekend getaway to Southern California because we wanted to go to the new Super Nintendo Land at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? First. Oh. oh. That was like the final stop. So... That was the coup de gras. Yeah. On the, on the trip. I don't know what that means. I can't speak Italian. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> In case anyone has ever heard one of my trip reports, when I vacation, I vacation hard. And I just pack every day full of fun and adventure. So our first day, we drive down there. There's, there's this place in Los Angeles called Galco's Old World Grocery. And it's a soda shop. Okay. But, but like, no corporate sodas. So, like, no Coca-Cola, no... No Pepsi. Just, like, craft sodas and, like, sodas from around the world that you just normally don't get. And in the back, they have a make-your-own-soda station. That kind of sounds like uh, that place that opened up in Orlando. Oh, they have one? There's, I don't think it's, I mean, it's called something different. It's called Pop Culture Soda or something like that. Uh huh. And they'll do soda floats with ice cream and make your own sodas. And I've been seeing some of my friends on Twitter post about it. Yeah, I'm going to pull up an image of Galco's. This is just one aisle of many aisles. And I started with this because it's it's so it's so cool. <laughs> here here we go. So this is one aisle of Galco's Old World Grocery. Okay. And there's like four or five of these. Just I think this might. Just, there's one just dedicated to root beers. Just all sorts of root beers. Ooh. Yeah. And if you like root I like beer, this, root beer. Yeah. Good root beer is good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we get cheated out of good root beer sometimes. Like A and W is good. My uh, no, I don't like A and W. Um, <laughs> oh, that was wrong. I, I, I th- my public stopped carrying the my my preferred root beer because there's brewery in Louisiana called Abita, and they do a, like a, a genuine root beer, no, uh-huh. no alcohol or anything. They do have a hard root beer that that's not that great, but their their actual root beer, quite possibly the best root beer I've ever had in my entire life. What kind and is it? It's just it's just a beta root beer. A beta. A B I T A. Okay. I'm looking at something. Yeah, but uh it's they stopped carrying it at the Publix by my house, so I'm I'm kinda bummed. So my my second go to is IBC. Oh, IBC is so good. That is a that is a crispy root beer. I do I do like a good crispy root beer. There's something about the A and W that I just I can't put my finger on it, but it's not it's not as good as crispy. Like I feel it's a softer root beer. I I don't know if it's softer. I just I feel like it's. God, I'm going to say this, and I don't even know if it's a correct uh, adjective. Like, it just feels like a thicker, chunkier root beer. (laughs) 
like a chunky barbecue water. Like it's no, it's just I don't know. I feel like it. I feel like it might have of like a tad bit on the marshmallow flavor in there. Like I maybe I maybe my taste buds are just weird. And I'm tasting no, I think it's the vanilla. There. They have vanilla. vanilla. You know what? I bet you. Yeah, you know what? Now that you say that, yeah, it's vanilla. Yeah, that's the sweetener they use. A, a good root beer, uh, I think. It might be IBC, but it might be Henry Weinhardt's uses honey as a sweetener. Hmm. And that that really makes a difference. Have you ever had uh, I mean, I know you're not a big, big drinker, but have you ever had the uh, the hard root beer, the not your father's root beer? No, but I've heard about it. If you ever get it or if you ever see it, you should get it. It's because uh, you definitely don't taste the alcohol in it whatsoever. <laughs> That's my kind of drink. But it's also it's also not strong, so it's not it's not like it's not like you have two in your plaster or something like that. Like you could have two or three, and then you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, I forgot that has alcohol in it." <laughs> oh, my fingers kind of tingle. <laughs> mm. No, that's that sounds great. Okay, so back to those Galcos. I, fa- I found a picture here of the Make Your Own Soda Station. Yeah, and again, Let's this is it. like this is like an old store, so. Okay, so here we go. Let me kind of zoom in. Each one of those pumps is a different flavor. Okay. And so the 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 uh, fountain machine over on the side is just soda water with different degrees of uh, carbonation. Okay. So what, what we were just saying, like extra crispy. That's not what it's called, but that's how I like to describe it. And so you get a glass bottle, you fill it up to uh, like to this point right here, the shoulder. Uh-huh. This is my ginger ale bottle. <laughs> and then, you, so you fill it up with the soda water, and then you just go nuts on whatever flavor pumps you want. And so, so you do, so you put the, the, the carbonated, the soda water in first, and then you add the, the flavoring? Yeah. Man, I feel like that would be the other way around. I think it's just to prevent messes. Oh, okay. Because that, that soda water shoots out of those things. <laughs> so mm. I imagine that could make syrup go everywhere. So then, and then you take it over. It's not in this picture, but you can see that red bucket on the far right. Mm-hmm. That's full of bottle caps. And just to the right of that, they have an old like capping mechanism. Oh, nice. So you go, you cap it, you turn it upside down gently and back over. So it mixes all the flavors together. And then you go in and enjoy your beverage somewhere. Did you make one? Oh, of course I made one. Well, what'd you make? <laughs> so I had this fantastic idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic at first. <laughs> and that's where the weekend went wrong. <laughs> this is I'm, I'm, having flashbacks. I'm having flashbacks of the Simpsons episode where they make the squishy entirely out of syrup. <laughs> and Barton Millhouse starts singing that song, Springfield, Springfield. <laughs> That's that's kind of what happened here. <laughs> so, Jordan, one of my favorite ice cream flavors is Neapolitan. Okay. And so I'm looking at all these pumps, which, by the way, in this picture, you can see that, like, all the pumps on the left, like, it keeps going. This isn't all the pumps. There's more. Okay. So I was, like, looking around. I was like, okay, they have strawberry. They have chocolate, which chocolate soda sounds weird, but I was like, I'm willing to try this. And they have vanilla. So... I was just like, I'm going to do equal pumps and make a Neapolitan soda. Jordan? <laughs> I don't I don't know if you know 
<laughs> what Neapolitan what? really is supposed to be. <laughs> it's supposed to be ice cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I learned the hard way <laughs> that Neapolitan does not go in soda. I, I feel like the downfall was the chocolate flavoring because I don't think chocolate should go in soda, come to find out. Well, I mean, if you just take the chocolate out, you just have strawberry vanilla. Yeah, but then that's not Neapolitan. I, I didn't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But it tasted like furniture. The polish. chocolate happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I say I don't know what happened, I actually know every single step of what happened. <laughs> and there were regrets. So mine tasted like garbage. But still, it was still a fun experience. My oldest kid, he made the same mistake as me because he was like, I like chocolate and banana. <laughs> and uh, his tasted like garbage. So the Venn diagram there is the chocolate. The little intersection. Because mm-hmm. then my other kid, he, he did like a berry mix. He did like strawberry, blueberry, raspberry. And his was delightful. It was so good. So after I went to bed in the hotel, I drank it. <laughs> Where's my soda? I don't know. I don't know what happened. So anyway, that was Galco's. Galco's was awesome. Anyone in the Los Angeles area, look it up. It's super great. That same day, we went from Galco's to the Santa Monica Pier. And they have a shitty roller coaster. It was fun. <laughs> But it was super slow. I was just like, "All right, we did it. End of Route six. End of Route sixty six. Okay, Santa Monica Pier is not that great. It's fun because you're like, hey, I went to the Santa Monica Pier. It was in Iron Man and like all sorts of other music videos and movies." Do you? So hold on. When you when you drive to, to California, do you at any point get on Route sixty six? Uh. Like you can, but for the most part, it's Interstate 15 the whole way down. But there's like okay. parts where you do, like you can get off and just drive down Route 66 right next to the freeway. Okay. Because right. like uh, Interstate 15 goes through Barstow, and if you know the Route 66 song, that's listed mm. in, the, in the names of the cities. So there's like a big like Route 66 complex there in Barstow. And at the end of it, like on the Santa Monica Pier, they have a big like end of Route 66 sign. Okay. And so like the whole way down, I might tell my kids about Route 66 and they kind of tuned it out. But I was like, but no, in the movie Cars? And they're like, oh, Cars. I know Cars. And then they were, <laughs> they were back in. <laughs> Ka-chow. <laughs> Ka-chow. So we went from the Santa Monica Pier to, <laughs> to Hollywood, like downtown Hollywood. And I'm trying like to explain, like, oh yeah, like the signs there. We we went to a movie at the Chinese theater. No way. Yeah, I've never been in there before, and I was like, that's awesome. Here, let's go see a movie. Did you ride a great movie ride? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because oh. it's not there, Jordan. That's not how this works. We walked in, and it was freaking uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It was the weirdest thing. That's weird. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess this is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'd but explain like, why I saw. Oh, never mind. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> but like downtown Hollywood is insanely small. So the Chinese theater is right next door to the Dolby Theater where they have the Oscars. Uh-huh. And it's just like right there. 
And you're like, all right, here's the Dolby Theater. Here's the Chinese Theater. Across the street, like directly across the street, is the El Capitan Theater. And that's the one Disney owns where mm-hmm. they do all their premieres. Which is funny because in Disneyland where they built Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, it's the El Capitan Theater. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> which also makes me laugh because the centerpiece of Hollywood Studios is literally a direct competitor of Disney's <laughs> theater. <laughs> it's just like they just face each other, just constant standoff on Hollywood Boulevard. But no, we went and saw the uh, second Spider-Verse movie. Oh, man, it was so good, wasn't it? It was so good. It so good. how good it was. Yes. I, at first, whenever it started, I was like, oh, man, this is like really, really artsy. Like, and like I knew that the animation was very stylized in the first one. I really enjoyed the first one, but whenever the second one started, I was like, man, is the entire film gonna be this artsy? And then it ended up kicking in, and I was like, oh no, I see what they're doing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm on, I'm on board. Yeah, no, like in 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 Gwen's world, like when her moods was like the watercolor background as she was talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when when I caught on to that kind of stuff going on. It was fantastic. Here's a fun fact. So Spider-Punk. Yep. He's animated every third frame. I did, yeah, I did know that. I did know that. Like they did a they, bit, little bit more DIY. Yeah. Was, and not conforming to the rest of the movie. Yep. It was so good. <laughs> yep. And then yeah, so we saw that in the Chinese theater. So that's that's a fun memory. That cool. Yeah. And then we had dinner at Johnny Rockets, which it's it's Johnny Rockets. Yeah, it's <laughs> but it was Johnny Rockets in Hollywood. So that was the end of day one. Day two, we went to Knott's Berry Farm because none of us had ever been to Knott's Berry Farm. Thoughts? You've never been. Jordan, no. have you have you ever been to a Cedar Fair Park? No. Okay. All I've got under my belt is now Knott's Berry Farm and uh King's Island. And Kings Island is huge. It's like bigger than Epcot land-wise. Which, oh, interesting. Yeah. I like I looked it up once. I was like, man, this place feels enormous, but there's just a lot of landscaping. <laughs> Nutsberry Farm is tiny, <laughs> very teeny tiny. <laughs> like it's two city blocks, maybe. <laughs> oh wow. Small city blocks. Because yeah, the city just surrounds it. And like we walked across the park in like five minutes. And I just thought to myself that, that oh, <laughs> we're at the end already. Here we go. And um, one of the rides at Knott's Berry Farm is one of those slow moving observation towers that go up, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of spins around and you go back down. From the top of that, you could see Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just sitting up there going, oh, (laughs) dang it. Which is also why I I know it's like right down the street. It's also why I've never been to Knott's Berry Farm because it just sat in that kind of no man's land between Disneyland and Six Flags Magic Mountain. If I want roller coasters, I'll go to Magic Mountain. If I want theme, I'll go to Disneyland. But this time I tried Knott's Berry Farm. It wasn't bad. It was a really neat looking park they're really big into the ghost town kind of thing but cedar fair has one of the worst line skipping systems i've ever seen oh what's like, it like so you know how we do this disney podcast uh-huh and 
we're a part of the Disney community. We've seen people complain about Fastlane and Genie Plus. Maybe some of us on the show have complained about it. I would. I just haven't used it yet. So oh, not no, very complained about it. It's fine. What? Oh no, I've I've complained about it. You're right. Right. Well, I'm about to complain about Cedar Fairs, and I say this super hypocritically because I bought into it and bought it. <laughs> so I was part of the problem. Uh, it's a wristband you buy, and it's just unlimited line skipping. No scheduling or anything. You just go to the side entrance, and they let you on as many times as you want. Wow. I feel like that could get very... Then why doesn't everybody just get the fucking by the band? I don't know. <laughs> because then if everybody was super, nobody would be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So we just kept going, and the standby the standby line is just out in the open. It has like an hour plus wait on everything because people like me are just jumping to the front and just all right, here we go. This <laughs> wristband, it was awful, but I took wow. full advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there would be like some restriction, but no, it was just doors wide open. They just unclip the stanchion, and come on in. It was wild. And I just like, this could not work anywhere else. It, it barely works here. Man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird. Could you imagine that same, that same uh, protocol was put in place at Disney World? <laughs> that, that would be a mess because oh, some people fuck. wouldn't buy it. Yeah. And then they would just be in line all day. Yeah. <laughs> for one ride it's like this this line hasn't moved for four hours whoa yeah it was it was crazy so then after Knott's Berry Farm it's still on day two we drove back to Hollywood to go up to the Griffith Observatory that's that's the, you know you've probably seen pictures it's in the first Transformers movie yeah I think you know what you're talking about Optimus Prime hangs out up there gives yeah. a big speech to get to the Griffith Observatory you have to go through the tunnel that's the Toontown tunnel from Roger Rabbit. Nice. That's a, that's also the same tunnel that they used in Back to the Future. Yeah, Back to the Future too. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually went through it twice because my kids love both both of those movies. I was like, it's the Toontown tunnel. And the whole <laughs> both times we had the radio off. And right when I entered the tunnel, I just had to make my own. I was like, but then you come out the other side and you're still just up on the hill. But it was really cool. It was just a piece of cinematic history because Hollywood, baby. And then we couldn't go to the observatory that night, though, because there's a whole parking situation. Oh, did you ever see the movie Get Him to the Greek? No. I know of that movie, though. So the Greek theater is a real theater, and it's right down the hill from the, Holly from the observatory. Uh -huh. And that night we went there, there was a huge concert going on. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So while we were stuck in traffic, I just looked up on my phone. It was garbage and, oh, crap, what's his name? Uh, Radiohead singer. Tom York? No. Oasis singer. Noel Gallagher? Yes, the one. <laughs> it was garbage and him. And first of all, I was like... I uh, fair fair uh, excuse here. I always confuse Oasis and Radiohead. And 
th- that's weird because they sound nothing alike. Nothing. I I know. <laughs> I'm very aware of this. <laughs> but like, if you ask me, hey, who sings the song "Creep"? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I have a fifty-fifty shot. <laughs> who sings the song "Creep"? Hold on. I I I think it's Radiohead. It is Radiohead. Good oh. job. I was not sure. <laughs> so yeah, they were had a huge concert. So all the way up the hill, including the observatory parking was packed. And so we went back to the hotel, called it a night. All right. Final day. No, almost final day. Universal Studios. Here's where we're getting to. All right. It's also my first time being here, not during Halloween Horror Nights. So that was weird because I'm walking down the main drag of Universal Studios going, where's the flames and the clowns? That's weird, because that's what I asked the first time I went to Universal Studios. (laughs) What, where's the flames and the clowns, and why is there a hurricane? Yeah. Yeah, specifically (laughs) that last one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to see the flames and the clowns from your hotel. Sorry, Jordan. So, I've talked extensively about Universal Studios before, but never about Super Nintendo World. And Jordan, Super Nintendo World is a damn treat. Oh, yeah? So they, they do this thing, which I did like this. They do a early access ticket to Super Nintendo World where it opens an hour. Be- just that land opens an hour before the rest of the park. And that ticket is only like 20 or $25. Oh, well, it's totally worth it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, on top of your regular park admission, but still. Right. But I mean, we're talking a total of like you and your, your two kids, what, 75 bucks? Oh, yeah. Which- totally worth it. Isn't that was Rise Disney. That would be, yeah, if it was Disney, it would be 75 bucks a person. <laughs> yeah, but like a lightning lane is 25 bucks a person, right? All right. So absolutely worth it. And you get the whole land. But it was pretty much the only way you're going to get on the Mario Kart ride first thing in the morning. So we booked it to the Mario Kart ride. Mm-hmm. That ride was really cool, but it uses a, a technology that I hope they don't use anywhere else. <laughs> oh, what is it? It's... It's hard to explain. So it, it's a physical ride. Like you're in a car and you're right. going through like physical sets and everything, but you wear these big, just clear visors right in front of your face. Uh huh. And they project like the other carts onto that visor. So it's kind of like an AR situation. Oh, but, that's weird. And it's also not as seamless as I would have hoped. But since it's Mario Kart. You're looking around and you can like you have shells and you can get the items and where you're looking is where you're you aim and you can actually sit there and like knock out the other carts that are being projected on your thing. Oh, that's cool. That is kind of cool. It's cool, but like it's universal. So I'm like, I hope they don't just use this for everything for like the next 10 years. (laughs) And if they do make it a little more seamless somehow, there was one part that was completely seamless, though. So I, I know that uh, the ability is there. You're like coming through the clouds and everything just turns into Rainbow Road and you're going, it's like a super speed tunnel. So wait, are you, when you're on the physical ride, are you only seeing the track through your visor? Like you're not. No, you can see everything. No, so there are physical sets. Yeah. Yes. Like, let me pull up this picture right here. I just Googled Mario Kart ride, and this is a perfect example. 
so here you like there are physical sets this is around okay so but what what's showing up in your visor is just like uh bowser's kids and their carts and your shells all right okay so but if one of them goes behind one of these piranha plant pipes that doesn't happen in your visor it just kind of clips through it is it four people per ride vehicle is that what it looks like yes and it's stadium okay. seating, so the people in the back still get an unobstructed view. Okay. Because they sit up higher. And you can't actually control the cart, but there's um, arrows that tell you which way to turn, and you rack up points. And you either beat Bowser's team at the end, or you don't. You can lose <laughs> this ride. <laughs> huh. Which, we won... But I've seen videos of people losing, and it makes me laugh. Like, you guys waited in line, and you lost. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm glad they incorporated disappointment into the Mario Kart ride. <laughs> I wonder if I can find a picture of the visors real fast. Oh, yeah, I can. Right here. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun. Oops. That was save image, not show image. There we go. Share screen, talk through this so we don't have dead air. Okay, let me zoom in on this. And yeah, you see, on this, it looks very dark, like tinted uh-huh. visors, uh-huh. but they're, they're just clear see through. Okay. I don't know what happened in this picture. So, yeah, those hang over your eyes and then you can see everything, but it follows your motion and it's super fun to shoot the other players. And you can see. The player, like the players in your cart, you can see their shells shooting out too. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a totally different system, and it, it was a lot of fun. But then, uh, just around Super Nintendo World, it is far and away the best interactive land I've ever seen of any in, any theme park. But not what, the best what, land of any theme park. The, what the what was it? So. Here's the downside. Here's where here's where they get you. You have to okay. buy these power up bands, which are like thick. okay. So that's yeah. So that's like your interactive band that that the kind of like you can tap the the question mark boxes. Yeah, yeah. And you register it on onto the Super Nintendo World app on your phone, and it keeps scores, and you collect stamps, mm-hmm. and you get keys like from the games. The little, and if you get all the keys. You get to go in and fight Bowser Jr. in this super awesome interactive game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they they thought of a lot of things. Like you said, you hit the question mark blocks and you can get coins. But they mm-hmm. also have the just the brick blocks. And if you hit those, it just does the sound. <laughs> you don't get any points. <laughs> and so we're just going around the land like picking up points, finding the little Easter egg things, collecting stamps, meeting the characters. Uh, we fought a prana plant, we fought a Goomba, and then we got enough uh, keys. How much was the how much was the band? They were $40 each. Ooh. And I would say that was worth it because it was it well, was a I lot mean, of fun. $40 isn't bad considering that a uh, um a, a magic band can be anywhere between 30 to 50. Right, exactly. So that, that's not, and especially those magic band twos, I think are even more than that. So I guess, yeah, I guess that's about right. 40 bucks doesn't seem 
that. And yeah, obviously I mean, you can use it every time you go back, right? Oh yeah, it's they're not completely like, reusable. This is the only time we ever have to buy them. And so you get, uh, you can choose your character on it. Uh, my kids picked Yoshi, the other one picked Toad. And I felt like either Mario or Luigi was a little cliche. So I got Princess Peach. She's okay. My Mario, she's my Mario Kart main. Okay. Team Peach. So were were those the only options? Were like the, the good Mario, like the the good guys? Yeah. So yeah, there's Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, Toad, Peach, and Daisy. Hmm. I don't think I saw anyone pick Daisy. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> I can't even tell you what game Daisy's from. She was I in the first was, Mario movie. She was a. Uh, she was in the um, Game Boy games. Oh, maybe that's why I don't know. I never played them. But it, it, was, it was super fun. Also, I, I realized I had a love for Princess Peach going all the way back to uh, Super Mario 2 because she had that oh, gliding. Oh, she had the, yep, the gliding. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've explained to people, they're like, you picked Peach? I was like, Mario 2, the gliding. And they're like, ah, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's always on board. And she did that. In the, you saw the movie, right? No. Nope. I haven't seen the movie. I can tell you that I heard that damn Peaches song at least a million times, but I've not seen the movie yet. I'm waiting for it to hit streaming. It's on streaming. Not well, streaming. I'd... Not not for me to purchase to see streaming. Like whenever oh. it's like Paramount Plus or something. Oh well, it'll be on Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, That's whenever which, whichever one it hits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the land was awesome. I loved it. And then we, so in the morning, we finished Mario, uh, Nintendo World in an hour, but, oh, we didn't finish it. Then we went to the rest of the park. I rode the Simpsons ride for the first time ever. So, wait, hold on a second before we move on to the Simpsons ride. Uh, Super Nintendo World, was it only Mario stuff? Like, did, do they, do they not have like a, a Hyrule section for Legend of Zelda? yeah yeah it's only mario stuff for now like okay. the one that they're building in orlando it they're already building a donkey kong part to it okay and there's a hyrule section rumored so well the only reason i ask is because i've i've purposely not watched anybody's like any of the videos uh-huh from the theme park vlogs for it just because i uh i'm like i don't know i just kind of got over watching theme park vloggers for a while so i just i'm just calling me yeah uh-huh. so i don't i I've, i'm really in the weeds on on uh or in the dark on what's what's going on with the the super super nintendo world oh and i assume i, I want to imagine that eventually they would expand the hollywood one but they really do not have enough room because it is surrounded by a real movie studio mm-hmm. and, and i also assume that they went with Super Nintendo World because Super Mario World is a game and Super Mario Land is also a game. <laughs> so mm. you can't use those names. Googling would get confusing. Yes. Super <laughs> Mario World World. <laughs> Super Mario Land World. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that would confuse people, especially the, the casuals, the filthy casuals. <laughs> But anyway, then uh, when you went to Universal, did you ride the Simpsons ride? I did. Uh, that's one of the rides that I made it a point. So we were able to get on a handful of things uh-huh. that day. I think we probably, 
I think we probably wrote like at least four or five things. And the Simpsons ride was no, you actually probably did more than that. Actually, the Simpsons ride was was one that I wanted to go on. So because whenever I had gone to Universal in '95. Um, I remember because that was Back to the Future ride, and right. I wanted to, and I, and I vaguely remember the Back to the Future ride, and I vaguely remember the line going up the ride building, um, and I, I wanted to see what the how the two compared, uh, you know, almost twenty five years apart from each other, twenty years apart from each other, but. Um, I, I enjoyed The Simpsons ride. I wasn't expecting it to be 3D animated. It was oh, kind of weird. Yeah, especially because in the queue, it has all the clips and stuff from the show, which is right the 2D animation. <laughs> and uh, it has all the uh, the Disney World jokes. The dis the <laughs> like the the Ghostbuster one, <laughs> the Ghostbuster joke with the haunted mansion. In in the ride, did you not see that one? No, it was big. It was an ad. It was like a like a like a ride poster. Hold on, oh. Let me see if I can find my photo. Maybe it's just the one in in uh, Florida. Like that was in you, the queue. Talking, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. In our queue, they had they had a big map of the crusty land. I don't know if it was on there, but we were kind of <laughs> drawn to the overhead monitors where it was just showing. Simpsons clips, mostly of the Krusty Land episode. Uh, <laughs> my uh, one of my kids got the Duff Beer for Me song stuck in his head and kept singing it. <laughs> uh, Duff Beer for Me, Duff Beer for You. We I love have that. A Duff, we each had a Duff Beer when we went. Oh, I. <laughs> the only place we ate on that day was in the Simpsons Land. We had uh, Lard Lad Donuts for lunch. And then went nice. back and went to uh, <laughs> uh, Luigi's Pizza, which sounds like it would be in Super Nintendo World, but it was up in the Simpsons <laughs> one. <laughs> Different Luigi. And it was really good. That was some of the best theme park pizza I've ever had, which, I mean, I know that's a low bar. <laughs> right. But it was, it was better than any Disney pizza I've ever had. And... Yeah, yeah it, it was... Uh, Haunted condo closed for annual ghost busting. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't in there. Oh man. What made me laugh is like on the ride itself, all the Disney references, like there's the Pirates of the Caribbean scene mm -hmm. and the weird small world scene. And the whole time we're going through, I'm just thinking, Dis Disney owns this now. <laughs> this mm -hmm. is Disney. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I thoroughly I wasn't expecting the screen to be that big because I was kind of in the same boat as you when I was really little. I we did go to Universal Studios, and I did ride the Back to the Future ride, and I just remember it being a motion simulator. Mm -hmm. But then on the Simpsons, when like the walls or the thing came up or whatever happened, and you're just in like this huge IMAX dome. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> that was wild. But, it, oh, you froze for a second. Sorry. Oh, sorry. And then, yeah, we just went through the rest of the day uh, doing Universal stuff. Transformers, the ride, that's fun. Mummy roller coaster is decent. We didn't get to do Transformers. We did do Mummy. 
I heard the mummy or the Orlando mummy is way better, and I believe it because the Hollywood one's really kind of lame, but it was fun. I so I can't remember if I talked about this on my trip report or not, but I I didn't realize that the mummy ride in Orlando was a roller coaster. Oh yeah, and you did because yeah. Used- Kong. Yeah, it used to be Kong, and I was expecting it to be just a repurposed Kong. I didn't realize that they gutted the entire thing and put a whole new ride system in there. So whenever we sat down, I'm like, oh, this is weird. And then it takes us on the roller coaster ride. I'm like, oh, this is this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> it's funny because in Hollywood, they took out the E.T. ride for the mummy. And now I'm just imagining going through the mummy on bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird alien mummies telling me hi. <laughs> and this, oh, the studio tour. We got to go through um, the courthouse square from Gremlins and Back to the Future. Ooh, that's that's Because sometimes, again, it's a real movie studio, so sometimes they're filming things and the tour doesn't go through there. But this time it did, and it made me really, really happy because I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. And I enjoy Gremlins, but I've only seen the first movie once. But yeah, so that was Universal. We stayed from that 7 a.m. till the 10 p.m. closing, and that was awesome because the last two hours there was no one in the park. We basically did everything again. We we kept walking on the Harry Potter ride, just making our way through the queue, which is a big deal because that seems to be one of the more popular rides. Uh, Did you write, does Orlando have the Jurassic World ride or is it still Jurassic Park? Um, I think it might, mm, I, oh, I don't know. Cause I didn't write it, whatever it was. We did do uh, Velocicoaster. Ooh. Oh, you're lucky. So, <laughs> I wish we had which a Velocicoaster. Was, which was pretty, pretty damn cool. I won't lie. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I said this in the Halloween episode for Horror Nights, but it still makes me laugh that on the Hollywood Jurassic World, as you're going up the first hill right at the beginning, it's very immersive unless you look to your right because about 60 feet away is Mount Beanpole from Super Nintendo World. <laughs> it's, it's, literally, it's one service road away. You're like, well, there, there's that. That, that was the whole sightline speech. But <laughs> go back and listen to that Hollywood or that Halloween episode if you want to. Anyway, and then the last day we woke up and we went back up to the observatory and did the uh, star show. What is that called? Planetarium. And that was fun. And then we drove home through the Mojave Desert, which is one of the worst drives ever. How, and yeah, how, how long is that drive? It's a six-hour drive. That's it? Yeah. Man, I thought it would be longer for some reason. Yeah, I know. It's, it's freeway the whole way and the only downside is it's like the town I live in the next city you hit is Vegas and then pretty much from Vegas to San Bernardino there's nothing uh yeah oh except for we drove by the original Del Taco whoa did you get a taco no it's not a Del Taco anymore but they just have a sign that says this was the original (laughs) Del Taco commemorating the location of the first Del Taco and First of all, it's out in the middle of nowhere. And I was just thinking, how did Del Taco take off? I'm going to pull up a picture of it because this is all it was. <laughs> this it's, it's sad, Jordan. It's real sad. 
Oh, that's a real small. Hold on. I thought I had a good picture and it turned out to be super tiny. Ah, here we go. Uh, open image. Okay, now it's too big. That's cool. <laughs> here we go. This, I hope you're ready. This is the original site of the first Del Taco. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Whoa. See the sign up on top? Yes. Yeah, that was it. That and is it. That is some mid-century Americana right there. <laughs> and it is out in the middle of nowhere. It's in a town called Yermo, California. And Whoa. it's the only thing in Yermo, California. <laughs> yeah, that was that was wild. And I, I don't like Del Taco at all. I actually really despise Del Taco. Sorry, all you Del Taco fans. I know I'm probably wrong. <laughs> so we drove by and I booed it. I was like, boo! <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of my trip. Speaking of Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, Jordan, you did something that delighted me. I, so, um, all right, a little bit of context. My brother and my nephew came to visit uh, for about a week. We got here on a Saturday and they left last Friday, so almost a week. My nephew, who is 12, like I knew he was a Marvel fan and I knew he was a Star Wars fan. I did not know that he was like his the, like, the apex of his fandom is Jurassic Park. My kind of like, kid. That's, that's my it's, apex. Like it's. Like, like so much so this kid is 12 and he already knows where he wants to go to college because they have the best paleontology school in America. Like, like anything you want to know about the nuances of every single dinosaur species, he knows. And, and I, I was very impressed. Like, and, and I want to like, and I want to nurture that. Like, you know, yeah. my, my brother had a master's degree. He, he has a master's degree in physical therapy uh, and, uh, his, his, my nephew's mom is also works in the medical field as well. So like he comes from a very academic background, like he's, uh, and my brother and, and, and his mom will also, um, nurture that as well, which I think is fantastic. Uh, yeah. but when I tell you that I'm telling you every single dinosaur species, every little nuance, like. A triceratops that had slightly shorter horns than another triceratops. Like he told me that there, there's actually, you know, why they were different and what their different names were, and like he, that kind of level of detail. So he was asking me on Sunday when he was, he was like, "Have you guys seen the?" Because he brought a whole bunch of his Jurassic Park toys with him, nice. and uh, he's like, "Have you seen the Jurassic World movies?" I was like, "No, I haven't seen any Jurassic World movies." He's like what jordan we gotta watch those and i was like all right buddy we'll watch him so because this is the first time like i've really gotten to hang out with my nephew like i've seen my nephew in past because he lives down in louisiana right so i i see him whenever i facetime my brother and um you know when the the off chance that i'll spend a day or two in, in my hometown i might see him for an hour at most so like we never got a chance to like hang out and he was really excited to hang out with me. So I was like, all right, buddy, Jurassic World, let's do it. So 
Sunday night we watched Jurassic World, and I was like, I watched it. I was like, you know what? This is. I don't hate like I like this. It was I. I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I was like, it's this my is second pretty. favorite Jurassic Park movie. I'm like, this is pretty good, and um, and it, like the day before he was like describing the plot to me too. And, and, you know, I, I did that thing where I judged the movie before I watched it, even though like I boast that I try not to do that. But I, I judged the movie because I knew going in that the, what was it? The, the Indominus Rex was the, uh, it was, a, it was a genetically engineered dinosaur. It wasn't, it wasn't right. like a real dinosaur. And I'm like, but I know that they explained that in the movie, but still my thought process was, well, dinosaurs are cool. Like the di- like I don't need a genetically modified dinosaur to be cool because a T-Rex existing in the world is just fucking cool. Yeah. So um but I, I understand that like that was like a lot of the themes going on in uh in that film. But I like uh, that we got to see Jurassic Park as an open theme park. Mm-hmm. Because in the first well, one they were opened. <laughs> right, right, and never opened, but I also like that. It's still on the. It's just uninhabited on the other another part of the island too. Yeah. Because when the kids are getting away, there's just the original Jurassic Park that was devastated, it's just still there in disrepair. And I'm like, man, I really feel that when you were building this whole new portion of the island, that you would have floated some money over here <laughs> to fix this up. <laughs> So I watched and they it caught and like, some of the same dinosaurs. Like it's the original T-Rex. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, I was like, that's cool. And then the, I also like that at the end, whenever there was the big showdown, it was the original T-Rex versus the Indominus Rex. Indominus Rex. Um, kind of like, you know, you can't, you can't beat the, the original, right? Like, right. I get, like there was that weird commentary there. I like that she still had the scars on her neck from the raptor attack in the first movie. Did you notice that? Yep. Such a good detail. I was happy. And I was like, okay, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, I I was like, all right, you know what? I liked that movie. And he's like, oh, man, do you want to watch Fallen Kingdom? Let's watch Fallen Kingdom tomorrow. We watched Fallen Kingdom the next day. And, man, let me tell you, that movie started to go a direction that I was not expecting. (laughs) And uh, I, I, I don't know really what I was expecting. I guess I was also kind of bummed because Jeff Goldblum was only in the movie for two and a half minutes. It was a cameo at most. It was, yeah, well, I mean, you can definitely tell that he was there to film for one day and they just split his scene in half and put it at, like, bookended the entire movie with his scene. Yeah. So, and that's probably also how they sold it to him. It was like, hey, man, can you do this? Also, we only need you for like three hours. So, <laughs> um, but let me tell you, when I, whenever I, I say I was not expecting uh, black market dinosaurs and, uh, or dinosaurs sold on the black market and human cloning on my Jurassic Park bingo card, uh, I mean that when I say that with my whole chest, I, you know, the, there's, there's that, that loose theme in that Jurassic world where it's like, Oh no, the military is interested in weaponizing trained raptors. Right. 
And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird and hokey, but all right, I guess. And then they, I, I didn't realize that that was going to be the main point that they explored in the second film. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Fairness, I feel like that's what would happen. Right. But do you know, you know that there was a cartoon in the 80s that already kind of did this, right? What was it? Dino Saucers? Dino Riders. Dino Riders. There was, there was, a, there was a, no, there was a whole toy line. I promise. It's all about dinosaurs and they have giant, uh, like plates of armor on that have like weapons and guns and like, I mean, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, they yes. are. <laughs> uh, yes. As a matter of fact, <laughs> sorry, I, I never knew about this. Hold on. Let me look something up real quick. Um, can I pull up this picture Dino, real quick? This yes, you can. Dino Riders <laughs> toys. Who made the Dino Rider toys? Who was it? So I've, I've pulled up this picture. And it's like dinosaur mech warriors. Yeah. They saddled up a Gallimimus. That's just a big ostrich. I also like that they, this was clearly made like before we had a lot of dinosaur discoveries that we have now. T-Rex mm-hmm. did not walk like this. <laughs> right. Right. He, because they have them more like upright, right? Yeah, dragging the tail. Yeah. So like I'm trying to find... Okay, so the original toys were made by Tycho, which kind of throws out my theory that I was about to toss out. Because oh. the original Jurassic Park toys were made by... Kenner, right uh, in the in the early nineties, and the only Jurassic Park toy I ever had was uh, uh, the Dilophosaurus. But my friend, the one that would spit. No, it didn't. Did it spit? I think it did. But his frill was a second. Like, yeah, they would attach. Like, you would have to like clip it on around his neck. Um, my friend had. The the uh, the pterodon or the pterodactyl I can't remember exactly which one it was. I feel like I want to remember, like I want to say that it had a, a play function where you press the button on its back and its wings would flap. But the Dino Rider toy did that too, three years earlier. <laughs> huh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I'm watching this film and it's it's the uh, um. Like the villain is very like mustache twirly. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna make all this money. He's like a Scooby Doo villain. Like <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you, pesky kids and your dinosaurs and your clone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the fact that the the main characters get brought back to the island and they have to smuggle themselves back home on the villain's boat. In order to get like the the fact that I'm getting I'm getting flustered thinking about it because everything's <laughs> happening once they smuggle dinosaurs from the island back to the mainland United States. <laughs> How the fuck? Just ship just pull up to a harbor. And all these military vehicles come out, and then everybody at the harbor go, nah, nothing to see here. Like, it just, I just, I feel like that wouldn't happen. <laughs> and not just like any harbor, it was, I can't remember if it was in Oregon or Washington, but Pacific Northwest. So, not a lot of places all, to hide. <laughs> right. 
So all these dinosaurs get shipped to this underground laboratory facility, like John Hammond's original underground laboratory facility, which I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I get that. But when the movie ends, all the like, because every like because nature finds a way, Jake. <laughs> the dinosaurs are are released out into the the United States of America, the entirety of North America. The dinosaurs just also that mosasaur was just free in the seas, like it's just it is just roaming the seas, and everyone's just telling themselves they have to be okay with it because <laughs> there's nothing you can do you can't kill a dinosaur right so so you brought up a good point and we'll get to, we'll, we'll come back and put a pin in this point whenever i wrap up we're talking about the third movie but like at the end of the second movie dinosaurs are just out in the world and they are there they realize that they haven't been around in millions and millions of years and and they're existing alongside neighborhoods of just people. Which, some of those shots, though, were really cool. Like the T-Rex at the zoo, roaring at the lion. The T-Rex at the zoo was pretty cool. Um, my my nephew made me watch the, like, seven-minute prologue video. Did you ever see that? With, like, that the, one, I really liked it. The camping the, one? Yeah, yeah, the camping was so... But then, at the beginning of Dominion, there's a callback to that. So, um, so somewhere in Dominion, there's a callback to that. Yeah, somewhere. And I so, was kind of hoping that's the direction Dominion would be going. But. Right, right. <laughs> but the, and so the, the third act of, of Fallen Kingdom was really cool, though. Like, I do like the fact that it was like a monster movie in the mansion, but the monster is just a raptor, right? Just running around or the Indoraptor running around. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like. That's kind of cool. I like. I liked that. I respected um, them trying something different. They went for the slasher flick with dinosaurs. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? This is I. I kind of dig it. So, uh, but then then the whole aspect of human cloning came in. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's weird because the little girl is a human clone. It's like, oh, that's kind of weird. All right, whatever. Surely they're not going to follow up on that. Nope. That was the entirety of the third fucking movie. <laughs> the third installment of a dinosaur trilogy was about a human clone. Well, not just a human clone. There was something else. Now, Jordan, let me just let me backtrack for a second because you said something. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to connect this. When you're okay. talking about the Indominus Rex, you know, yes. how they created this, which yes. you understand why, but also you said, and I quote, dinosaurs are cool. Like, yes. there's already cool dinosaurs. So, when you're making a third Jurassic Park or Jurassic World movie, crickets, Jordan, or grasshoppers or something. Locusts. <laughs> Giant locusts. Dinosaurs are cool. Locusts aren't. What was up with the Tim Cook looking villain <laughs> like on his little Apple computers facility? Why was it Dodson from the first movie? Oh, Did yeah. Did you catch that? No. It was Dodson. You know, Dodson, Dodson, we got Dodson here. Nobody cares. It was it was a different actor because apparently that 
original actors in jail for child pornography. So they brought the oh, character shit. back. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, it was Dodson from the very first movie, Captain Shaving Cream. Whoa. All right. Of course he acted and looked nothing like him, but the Right. So yeah. He uh well, c- continue on. I'll, I'll I'll chime in with things. Well, no, like, I mean it's like the movie opens up with the with the locusts, right? And then you're 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 reintroduced to some of the original characters. Uh, you know, Ellie Sadler and um, Alan Grant, and you eventually get C.E. and Malcolm. But the thing is, like Grant and Sadler do zero paleontology in the entire movie <laughs> right and i want to call back because i'm like your nephew jurassic park movies are my, that's my main fandom we talk a lot right. about marvel and star wars on this show but i'm a jurassic park guy first and foremost in okay. jurassic park 3 they basically had to kidnap alan grant to get him back to the island uh-huh and then this one is like yeah sure whatever let's go cool. <laughs> I'm just what who who directed this one? Was it Colin Trevorrow? I think I think yeah, he did the first one and the third one. Somebody else did the did the second one. Uh oh wait. Let's so in Fallen Kingdom and, was J A Bayon Bayona? Yeah, I don't I don't I'm not too sure. He's he directs good movies. Uh, so and then correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole reason that the locusts are out there is because they're eating uh, like, like crop supplies that aren't from the the bison corporation that Dotson works for, right? So, like, they're wanting to control the world's food supply. <laughs> yeah, it's just Monsanto. Yeah. Like, they, they have their own genetic crops, and so they eat the competition. So that more people buy their crops. Oh God! Ah, are you ready to get super angry? I'm already angry. The movie was not good. Not only was it not good, <laughs> it was one of the worst movies. Just again, I said this to you in text, but I'm going to say it right here on the show. Star Wars fans like to complain about either the sequel trilogy or The Last Jedi or The Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars fans don't know the pain of Jurassic no, Park man. fans. No, I completely agree. Like, Thank if you. I was, if I was a diehard, if like Jurassic Park was my number one fandom and that's the trilogy I got, I would flip so many tables. I... <laughs> I all right. So the movies go like you're 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 reintroduced to the you know the Bryce Dallas Howard and the uh, Chris Pratt character and the the clone girl character and like their storylines converge. Blah 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 blah. I'm blah blah blahing over a lot of stuff. Um, like you you see dinosaurs here and there during the movie. Um, there is a, a dinosaur fight at the end for no but, reason. Yeah. But ultimately there's nothing about dinosaurs about this movie. Like this, that's what I was going to tell are, you. If you like, took the, if you removed the dinosaurs completely from the movie, same movie, same, movie, same, movie, same, same movie, same outcome. 
Yeah, same movie, same outcome. Also, you made a you you made a very good point in your text message where at the end of Fallen Kingdom and dinosaurs are just existing out in the world alongside humans. At the end of Dominion, dinosaurs are still existing outside out in the world alongside. Nothing gets resolved. The Not only that, but they act to- like yeah, they act like in the end of Dominion, like this is the they pretend the last movie didn't end the exact same way because not only were they out existing among humans, but it was kind of the attitude of, well, dinosaurs are out existing among humans. Now we got to deal with this. And you're just like, that's how the last movie ended. Nothing happened. <laughs> right. Also, is that an allegory for COVID? Wait, how? It just, I, it just exists. It just exists. Can't do anything to stop it. <laughs> Well, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Maybe, but also find a different allegory. Just because right. don't use the same way <laughs> we did. No, this. I'm probably I'm probably stretching. Like I'm probably grasping at straws on that one. Uh, so also, I had a question. Um, so the 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 dinosaurs all get brought in through the Pacific Northwest coast, right? Yeah. So how does Blue know where Chris Pratt lives? That's the thing. Because, I don't know, because at the end of Fallen Kingdom, it shows blue in the kind of where I live. Like, it's red desert, like Mojave Desert looking thing. Yeah. How, how did she get back up to the Pacific Northwest? Also, like, if I was Chris Pratt's character and I raised blue from a baby raptor to adulthood and trained her and I just randomly saw her in the woods, I feel like I would be much more shocked. Like, because yeah. the, the entirety of the country, this dinosaur can run wild. It just so happens to be in Chris Pratt's backyard. <laughs> With a baby. Yeah. <laughs> baby Blue. <laughs> and along those lines, I, I really like Blue. I really like the characters of these movies. I like Chris Pratt's character a lot. I know Chris Pratt yeah. gets hate. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, he his church is associated with a lot of anti LGBTQ uh, stuff, and his brother is very pro Blue Lives Matter. And he works. His brother works for a police department, and he supports that police department. So like, there's I don't I I think I I like I I don't want to make commentary on Chris Pratt because I don't know the guy, but I I think a lot of the the stuff that, uh, or the things that people question about him are how he chooses to, it's not that he is Christian or religious. It's how it, he, how he chooses to associate with his Christianity or like who he associates within his Christianity. Oh, so does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. But I'm still going to so, like his movies. Yeah. I, I just feel like there's, no, worse I, mean, things. I don't, I don't, it I sucks. Don't think- I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you're not allowed to like him. Or I mean, you can like. I think. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with Chris Pratt, but um, I, I, I don't agree with with some of the things that his church and his brother's police right. department stand for. Yeah. See, like in my mind, when I found out that the second singer of the Misfits, the one after Danzig, turned out to be a Proud Boy. That's oh yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah, 
like in my mind, I I, I always had this attitude that all, like all famous people are kind of assholes in their own way. Mm-hmm. So if I had to differentiate between Chris Pratt attends a church that has shitty ideas, but I don't, I don't know how much he's acting on these ideas or participating. I don't know. But when the, the misfit singer is a proud boy, dude, that fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Well, I mean, yeah, that dude, I never, I never liked his version of the misfits anyway, but he had some bangers, a few, but for the most part. Yeah. Um, it was like three songs I liked. But anyway, back to Dominion. That's what I was saying, though. I, I like all these characters. I think they're mm-hmm. good characters. I really I, like Bryce. I even like, you know, I was I know I was just kind of like joking about it a second ago. I do kind of like the fact that Blue is hanging around uh, Owen's Owen's house, like in in the backyard, in the woods, in the backyard. Like I I don't know. I feel like in my head canon that that's part of that bond that they have. Like yes, Blue is a wild raptor. But also, there's like a connection with them, right? Still, right? Like she's she's, she's far away, but still close by. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and I like that blue. Like I don't know. I just I I like Blue's character, if you can call a dinosaur a character. Like, yeah, and that's what I really like about this series is they did kind of make the dinosaurs characters, mm-hmm. like the Rex, bringing her back, and she had a prominent role in two of the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, a, friend mine, one. a friend of mine did make a good point he's like all right listen i know that chris pratt's character was a, a raptor trainer it seems like every time he confronted a dinosaur he did this and that <laughs> solved all the problems yeah that was a problem i had with this movie suddenly he, he went from a raptor trainer to a dinosaur whisperer yes and there was one part at the beginning of dominion the Parasaurolophus was out in the snowfield, mm-hmm. and th- they roped it down, kind of with ease. Where, I mean, you've seen the original trilogy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the Lost World, there's a Parasaurolophus, same kind of dinosaur that they try to rope down, and it yanks like six people off the ground, <laughs> and. I was just sitting there. I, I felt like there was a disconnect between the filmmakers of the second trilogy to the first trilogy where there were things like that that happened that just did not line up. And that or like Ellie Sadler and Dr. Grant's characters in Dominion where they were almost playing different characters. Suddenly they were into mm. corporate, corporate espionage. Yeah. On a yeah. whim. On a whim. <laughs> Yeah, that that third movie was wild in the worst way. I did, I did like a, a couple of callbacks to Jurassic Park, like the way um, what's his face Dodson was killed by the Dilophosaurus was just kind of like how um, oh shit, what's his face from the Nedry. first movie Nedry? Yeah, Nedry was was killed by the Dilophosaurus. So like you know there were there were like nice touches and uh, my nephew was telling me that the the dinosaur fight at the end between the three dinosaurs the three apex predators uh-huh. um, was kind of like a was symbolic like one one dinosaur like T Rex was for the original Jurassic Park the uh, then there was the other thing that represented like the newer Jurassic World movies. He, he worded it very specifically. Wait, I, I don't remember, remember a third movie. I just remember the Rex and Salad Fingers. 
Um, was there, was there, I thought that the, uh, whatchamacallit, the other Apex Predator, um, that was, that was sniffing around. Oh, the, the Giganotosaurus. Yes, that one. Yeah, I forgot that was even in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all that to say, uh, that, that trilogy did not end the way I thought it was going to end, but I was really, I was, uh, as I was watching the movie, I was playing with my nephew's, uh, Jurassic Park toys. I was like, I kind of want some dinosaur toys now. So I went out and I bought some dinosaur toys. <laughs> hence the T-Rex from earlier in this episode. Bring her out. Does she have the right here? Um, I don't think she does. Um, I need a name. I don't know. Should I just name her Rexy like, like they did in the film? Oh, what? She has like a name. I mean, everyone calls her Rexy, but... Right, let me... What's I called her? It's like Roxy. Roberta. Oh, it is Roberta. Why did I know that? Because I'm the Jurassic Park guy. Roberta? Roberta. Roberta. Okay. I thought you said Rebertha. And I was like, that's a little on the nose. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she was named by Phil Tippett. And if you know anything about Phil Tippett, he's a goddamn genius. Have you watched the Light Magic documentary on Disney Plus? Uh, I'm about halfway through it. So, so you know Phil Tippett? Yes. The stop motion guy? Yes. And he, yeah, I really like him. So yeah, he worked on the T-Rex in the first Jurassic Park and named her Roberta. But yeah, okay, cool. Her I, don't think I've gotten, I don't think I've gotten to that, uh, to that episode yet. Um, but I was watching it on and off uh, about a month or so ago, and I got like three or four episodes in. Maybe I'm five episodes in. I, I mean, you remember. got to Empire Strikes Back, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm into the. I think I've I'm past, past Star Wars. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think okay. I'm about to like. Um, but I also picked up a couple of Raptor figures, and the Raptor figures look really cool. Yeah, they do. Are, are they within reach? Because I kind of want to see them. Uh, I can grab one real quick. Hold yeah, on. go grab them. And while you do that, I'm just going to talk about uh, Phil Tippett and the Light Magic documentary. He was the guy who laid under the stage for days animating the Battle of Hoth scene. Like, motion by motion on the AT-ATs. I'm just telling the people about Phil Tippett animating the Battle of Hoth. Okay, so that one, when you showed it to me, I thought that that was just like an original raptor from Jurassic Park. No, this is, I think this is Echo from yeah, Jurassic Yeah, I forgot there World. were other raptors in Jurassic World. Because the green one I have is Delta. Also, I feel like this raptor could be a Muppet. Like, I just... The way it just has a goofy grin on its face and just its tail, I don't know. It just seems like it could be a Muppet. Hey, while we're talking about Jurassic Park and how I was a dinosaur kid like your nephew... Yeah? Can, can I tell you one of my favorite fun facts about the raptors? Yes. Because in real life, velociraptors are slightly larger than chickens. I was about to say, aren't they tiny? Like, they're they, very small. Like, yes. And Wait, so, weren't there weren't there small versions of raptors in the movie? In what one? In, in, or like uh, any of them, all of them. No, the closest you got was in in the Lost World. They had the little compies, the Compsognathus. Well, then, what was the what were the little ones that were chasing the little girl at the beginning of Dominion? On that little farm road. Oh, geez, I don't even remember. I need to. 
unfortunately, I need to watch Dominion again. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna have to hate watch it. But no, that's fair. Anyway, back to back to the Raptors. I can't remember if it was Michael Crichton in the original book or if it was Steven Spielberg in the first movie. Liked the name Velociraptor, but agreed that you know they're clearly too small to be a threat. Uh huh. So they made them bigger, and then <laughs> it was it was during production of the movie they found a raptor that big and it's the Utah raptor. Wait, uh, a raptor as big as the ones in the film? Yeah. So, so they, they, they lucked out. (laughs) (laughs) They thought they made up this raptor of that size. And then paleontologists found it up here in Utah. And And they call it Utah raptor. And it's a massive animal. Now, now our movie will be believable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like that was a wild coincidence. And it's funny because along that same line, the big bad guy of Jurassic Park 3 was the Spinosaurus. And since mm-hmm. then, scientists have kind of decided that eh, Spinosaurus was kind of a big duck. <laughs> like it was aquatic. <laughs> yeah, since that since that third movie, dinosaurs have acquired more feathers. <laughs> yeah, I like, did, did you notice in the first Jurassic World that they actually addressed that? Uh, uh, yes, yeah, they did. Doctor Wu, when he was when he said, you know, if you wanted the dinosaurs to look the way they actually did, they would look very different. But you wanted theme park monsters, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to find a good picture of Spinosaurus now. <laughs> I mean, it's still ferocious looking, but it, I mean, it's still a giant lizard. Yeah, like, but it's it's a big duck. <laughs> Here we go. And it sticks to water. Probably only eight fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my my uh, my nephew was telling me all that stuff. He's like, that's not what it really looks like. That's not what it really looks like. This is like. <laughs> At the time it was. <laughs> Which paleontology is a really classic example of. Look, science changes when we get more information. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know that in the last three years. People don't understand that. Yes. And it, yeah. <laughs> I almost said I didn't want to get political, but that wasn't even political. It was just people being stupid. But you, but so kind of going back to these toys real quick, you know, I, Jake, I buy a lot of stupid toys. I have tons of Marvel legends. I, I love tons your of transformers. Toys. Thank you. I love my stupid toys too. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe it's just because Jurassic Park really wasn't in my immediate wheelhouse. Like, I remember seeing these toys on the pegs, but I just didn't have any interest in them because it wasn't a Jedi or it wasn't a Transformer or whatever. But but n- n- after I saw the movies, I was like, oh, man, I bet you those are cool. And then my, my nephew had the, the Hammond collection figures, which were the the smaller figures, but the smaller but higher higher articulated figures yeah and i thought to myself man these would be really cool to have alongside like marvel legends or something like that so yeah you know plop like a deadpool or a gambit or something one of these and they can be like from the savage land or something but ooh, good call but i was like fuck dude like the figures are cool man why didn't i get into these sooner they just look so badass I'm trying to find a picture. I I had a T-Rex toy from the first movie when I was little, when it came out. 
The red one? Uh, yeah, it was like reddish. Yeah, oh, I, think I, they, I think they reissued it. Did they? I, th- I think they're doing reissue toys, the original 1990s stuff. Because it's like the 30, 30th anniversary of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I had this toy. Now, keep in mind... I mean, essentially, this is mo- this is supposed to be the same dinosaur as the one in your hand. It's the same T-Rex. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So, the only articulation this one had was the arms moved. And yeah, this has this has way more artic. This like has segmented body parts. It's got a head, a neck, a body, a torso, and then it's got two. Two articulation points for the tail. Yeah, it's got double double jointed knees, and it's got uh, ankle and pivots like right under the knee. Wow! Like this is this is this is a this is really cool, man. Like this was a fifty dollar toy, and let me tell you, it was it was worth every penny. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do with this thing. But it's just, it's too cool. Like, it's, it's, it, it's a fun toy. Yeah. And just wait, hold it up one more time, just next yeah. to this picture. Cause again, same, same dinosaur. And I just really love how far, how far toy evolution has come, man. Eh? Right. <laughs> I brought it all around. I also just, I found a cool picture of the evolution of the look of the Spinosaurus. So I want to bring that up real fast since we were talking about it. Starting with the, uh, all right, look at this. So here, there's the 1915 version, you know, hind legs, tail drag. So at that point they hadn't found the head yet. Really? Yeah. They just kind of guessed (laughs) because it just looks like a T-Rex head. And then they started 1970s to eighties. They had, I guess, fragments of a skull. And I like how 2001, the spine, that's just the one from Jurassic Park 3. Mm-hmm. And then all the way up till now where they actually have a picture of it in water. <laughs> wow. What if this was like the eventual evolution of a duck? <laughs> you know, what if it was? Because you've seen a cassowary. Have you seen a cassowary? I think so. Show me a picture real quick. This is fascinating for all the audio listeners. Hey, the link to the YouTube uh, video is right there in the description. So you can't... Let me find a good picture of a cassowary. Oh, here we go. You can't look at this and be like, no, this has nothing to do with dinosaurs. (laughs) Because it's a goddamn dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Look at it. Yeah. Look at his feet. Yeah. And it it has claws and it's super skittish around people and kills people. It's the world's most dangerous bird. Yeah, it's awesome. I should do an episode about that, but I'm working on its cousin still. Fought an entire Australian army. Oh man, this started with my trip report. Now you, I could, I could go for hours about dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Did you ever read the book? Books? No, but now I feel like I probably should. The like, book I, I is like really I'm... good. It's okay. 
the book is different from the, the movie i know yeah and it, that's what i was just gonna say it's a prime example of how to make a really good adaptation where you don't have to follow the book the book would have made an awful movie but it's a great book and you can like pick out parts of the book that they used at least through jurassic world you're like hey that was in the book and it, it's it's great and uh the second one's great too not as good because Michael Crichton was a little pressured to write it, but still. Also, mm-hmm. really bold of him to call it The Lost World. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of... because We remake movies all the time, but no one ever really remakes books. <laughs> yeah, you're, we, you're not wrong. We do book parodies, but... I mean, also, in fairness, I mean, how many how many songs exist that have the same song title that are different songs? That's true. So. But this is the but the Arthur Conan Doyle's Lost World is about dinosaurs. Yeah. Loosely. Yeah. I mean not loosely about dinosaurs, it's one hundred percent. So I mean that's the only similarity, I guess. So still really good. I recommend the books. And if if I could read, I would read them. Me too. <laughs> Audiobooks are the best. So anyway, Jordan, should we wrap this up? Let's wrap it up. It's been, holy shit, an hour and a half. Jesus. <laughs> I could go for so much longer. But anyway, yeah, guys, everyone, you descriptions to all of our stuff are down there. If you want more toy content from Jordan, Jordan, I've fallen a little behind on your toy content, which makes me yeah. sad. But so let I, me catch you up to speed. Uh, two weeks ago, I went to a toy swap, and I filmed a video. Uh, and that has over a 1,000 views right now, and I have no idea how that how that. It's doing that. Buddy, not Just only bonkers. not only is that getting over a thousand views, your subscriber count, you're you you're past the seven hundred mark. Yes, I, I jumped. Let me see. I was at seven thirty-five earlier. Let's see if anybody's left. Look, my friends succeeding is my kink, okay? Oh, hey. Yeah, so I'm at seven thirty-five. Also, Hell, I yes. I read that um YouTube is also going to lower the requirements for their partner program. That's weird because it used to be lower. It used to be lower, but then Paul made that stupid uh, suicide forest video from Japan. Was that what ruined it for us? Yeah, and, he, and then and then YouTube instead of taking his video down, just raised the requirements of coming paid a paid partner. Yeah, because remember when I was doing the kids' cartoons, the yep. Chunky Alphabet Soup? I was almost there, and that's when they changed it. I was like, well, shit. Never mm-hmm. mind then. <laughs> and then they um, did that whole video so for as kids of, rule, too. As of, right now, as of right now, it's 1,000 subscribers. You have to have 4,000 watched hours, and you have to have – or it's either 4,000 watched hours or 10 million views from the – um youtube shorts like their their version of tiktok yeah um i hate shorts but it's a necessary evil i get a lot of subscribers from it yeah me too um on this channel and what the heck i actually i've actually gotten a a couple thousand views off some stupid star wars stuff that i posted um (laughs) but uh, exactly what you're talking about (laughs) it's it's going down to 500 subscribers but they're only dropping the watched hours by a thousand, so it's three thousand. And I'm sitting at about sixteen hundred watched hours, so I still need to double that. About so. All right. Well, you can find links to Jordan's YouTube 
right there, right down there. It's right down there. If you're listening to audio, it's still there. Uh, Jordan Gasly on YouTube, and you can find my other channel. What the heck is Jake talking about? Which I, I, I posted a update on this. I promise I'm working on stuff. Jordan, you know how hard it is not. You specifically asked me not to show you your character in action until there's yes. a final product. Yeah. It's so good. I just want to tell you that. It's so good. I can't. No, I can't wait. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> we recorded that almost a year ago. <laughs> yes, it's true. It was the end of June or the beginning of July. But, I mean, that's what I do because I, I hadn't finished Topsy by then. But we wanted to bank the episodes. But, oh, it, it's it's coming along greatly. And I'm very excited for you and everyone to see it. So, Hey, go subscribe to what the heck is Jake talking about? Also, also in the description. So, aside from all that, uh, yeah, I, th- I think this is this is where we stop the show. Starting now.